Selling virtually is the name of the game today. But how do you know if your strategies to sell virtually are working? How do you know if your marketing strategy is on point? Because the world we live in today is different than any other time in history. So there really isn't a playbook for what you should be doing. To answer this question, I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes from Pablo Picasso. He says that good artists copy, great artists steal. On today's show, we bring on a dealer who shares three manufacturers who are winning pros, contractors, builders, and dealers like himself in today's market climate. It's a great show with a lot of inspiration. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. And today we're going to be talking about selling virtually. Now, I know we've heard a lot about selling virtually in 2020. It was the big shift. But today we're going to break down for you three manufacturers that we think are selling virtually well. And we're really excited to have a guest on the show with us today who's going to be talking about that and sharing their experiences in companies that are doing this well and how you can leverage their tactics and their strategy to be successful heading into this next year. We are really excited to welcome a fellow podcaster. We have Brett Thorne. He is the operations officer at Thorne Lumber based out of Missouri. Brett, welcome to the show. Zach and Beth, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. We are really excited to have you. For our listeners, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, tell them about Thorn Lumber and let them get to know you before we dive in. So Thorn Lumber is a family business. It was started in the 80s. We are in rural Missouri. We've got three locations with marketplaces of anywhere from 3,000 up to 10,000 people. Our typical customer is somebody that's doing this for a paycheck, somebody that does it for a living, and that's about 70%. And then about the other 30% is the do-it-yourselfer, the weekend warrior, or maybe even the homeowner or walk-in style customer. So you're talking pro builder, 70% of your market, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Somebody that's doing it, again, you know, maybe doing it full-time or part-time, but usually doing the work for somebody else. And Brad, you've got a podcast too, right? That is correct. What's the the name of your podcast? It is the Building the Future podcast. And what what do you all talk about there? You know, it's a podcast. It's industry specific. Everything that our industry has to offer, it's about the future of our industry. I try to break it down to talk about different things such as, I have three categories. One is in the field, and those are going to be products and things that are used. The other one is in the office, and those are usually a lot of specialist people that are in the industry that are leaders or trainers and things of that nature. And then the third arm of the podcast is the associations or the support groups. And that's going to be your associations, things like the National Association of Home Builders, the regional lumbermen's associations and things of that nature. And the podcast is really geared towards the industry, helping grow the industry. I think podcasting is a great way to learn and to educate. And I've always selfishly thought there was an opportunity for me to get to know people and to understand different sectors of the industry better. So I thought, why not do it publicly? And that way everybody can take the journey with me. I love that. Do you have a most popular episode? Like what's your most popular episode? If I could put you on the spot. 
Because your audience is what? Pros and builders, right? Pros and builders? Well, yeah, it's... It's about to be Venvio because I'm yeah, excited to listen to this. <laughs> you know, and, and it's only a year old. I just started, I finally rolled it out January of last year. And I tried to cast a very big net to try to figure out, you know, what the industry was looking for. And I've even dove down into some things, like especially like in the field side, you're talking about smart home products and things. Mm-hmm. And I got a ton of feedback and a ton of new listeners that were not pro related at all. I mean, these were homeowners that people were wanting to learn themselves. Yeah. So, and maybe it's, I've been a little too shotgunned possibly, but I thought, well, at first I'm just going to, again, cast a big net and just throw everything up there and see what sticks. So yeah, I do have a lot of professional people because I do have a lot of, oh, your Rick Davis is on there and your Ken Wilbanks and Ruth Kellett Grubbs, you know, talking about how to better perform, how to improve your sales, how to grow your business. So there you get a lot of the professionals. But then again, you know, what? I, I get a lot of just people on there that are wanting to find out about um, anything that, that has to do with the housing or new homes and things like that. So yeah, I really don't know. Uh, I should look that up. I should know what my most popular. Episode. Do you have a favorite episode? Like, do, what about like you personally? I'm going to, I mean, you're going to say all of your episodes are your favorite, but come on. Like, do you have a favorite or two or three? Um, cause I, what I love about your podcast is you've got, I mean, you're basically marketing and speaking to the manufacturers and dealers audiences, like the pro, the builder, even the homeowner. Yeah. You know, so do you have a favorite or think like, man, this is like the one that really summarizes well, I don't know about necessarily summarized, but one that I really enjoyed was when I was at the, and of course, this was when I was still very green. When I was at the Do It Best Market last February, I took an afternoon. I said, you know, and I had actually, after I'd gone through the show floor, I had made note of some different products that I thought were very innovative, kind of very cutting edge, you know, kind of building the future kind of concept. And then I went around and I spent part of an afternoon just really, you know, just elevator, having all these people elevator pitch me. I'm like, okay. And I told them exactly what I was doing. I said, you know, this is what I do. I'm just starting off. And I think I called it the uh, building the future blitz or something. Maybe I can't remember, but I just, you know, literally just went around and just had great conversations with a bunch of different manufacturers of products. And I, I did tie it all together in a fairly short episode. I'm thinking maybe less than 30 minutes, but it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed doing that. And just as far as one that I enjoyed a lot, I, I really enjoyed that. One. You know, one thing we're always trying to do on this show is get inside the head of our clients target audience, which is, you know, the builder, the architect, the pro, you know, the homeowner, you know, there's a bunch of different players out there, you know, even, you know, interior designer, GC. What do you see from your standpoint, from the people you're interviewing and your audience? Like, what is the big problem they are facing today? I'm not talking about supply, like I'm product, like that's, that's a problem we're all dealing with, but like, what is the thing lingering in the back of their mind that they're wondering and worrying about that we should be aware of? I think really is, shifting the way that they go to market because, you know, there was so many traditional avenues that have been either temporarily blocked and some may even be permanently closed. You know, I always found the the shows, whether it's your, um, your international builder shows or your different wholesaler or your buying group markets, like your do it best market, um, LBM advantage shows, things like that was a great time to go out and talk to the manufacturers, find out what's new, what they're doing, what they've got in the works, where now those guys don't have the ability to do that traditionally like they did. So I think that probably one of their biggest struggles could be is, you know, how do they get that information? How do they 
take that audience that they then let's face it they've got a lot of them have a, a pretty good collective audience but they're going to have to market to them a different way they're going to have to connect with them a different way i think the the manufacturer's problem was you know getting how to shift how they get their product to the market or get to get in front of their customers at a different angle what the gcs and the the professionals are facing you know it goes back to that communication thing and i think specifically with the professionals they probably need this the most as far as better communication, you know, and I said, we were talking earlier, I said that, you know, communication is so critical right now because of all the supply chain issues and everything that's going on that really staying on top of things, being in front of the problems and communicating that. And I, and I think, you know, from the professional side, you know, they're going to have to probably be more informed of what's happening and they need to be a little more proactive and say, okay, you know, I need to maybe plan a little better. I need to be in the know on how, what the lead times are going to be on special order items, you know, what the lead times are going to be. So I think from them, you know, that line of communication needs to be, have a lot of bandwidth to it. I mean, it's got to have multiple vehicles to communicate that with your suppliers taking advantage of Zoom, FaceTime, all of that, using every resource you can to be proactive in your projects and to stay ahead of the issues that everybody's facing. Brett, I think that's really interesting. You're bringing up the, the communication point. I'd love to know from your vantage point, over the last year, as things have shifted, there's been more focus online. How or if I can ask you who, from a manufacturer standpoint, has not only supported you well with communication, but really done a good job shifting their focus to selling virtually to help you as the dealer and then your, by extension, your customers really be supported. A couple of examples that come to mind for the, the virtual presence is Milwaukee is one that I think has done a very good job on their virtual presence and keeping up with everything they've got going on with new product launches and really do a, a phenomenal job in involving the, the dealers and the end users of what's out there and what's to come and, and keeping everybody tied in on their product lines. Another one I think of is Simpson Strong Tie. They've got a lot of online presence and a lot of tutorial videos and they've even got users in the field showing their products being used and demoing the different things that can be done with their products. One more that I think of is Medam Building Supply, which is more of a regional wholesaler. They've really stepped up their online presence and do a great job at selling their company, you know, reminding people who they are, you know, talking about their tradition and where they've come from, talking about their marketplace, who they service, and then also talking about the different lines that they rep. I love hearing about regional companies getting on board with technology. I think especially it's just such an important call out to say like even in smaller rural communities that those are necessary to help us keep connected and to help from an exposure standpoint. You know, I think we were talking a little bit earlier about how do manufacturers continue to get in front of people without trade shows, which is a question that a lot of manufacturers are having to ask themselves and absolutely asking us. And while, you know, social media isn't the, it's not the solution for everything, 
but certainly gives you that ability to have some good, some good exposure and create that sense of community that's so important in our industry. I love that. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Brett. I'm just pulling up since some strong ties YouTube channel mm-hmm. for our listeners. I'm, I'm sharing my screen. They have a ton of how to videos. Like to me, this feels like if you're thinking about 2021, like where should you be investing? It's like, you can't go on the job site, at least right now, like you once could, you know, how to videos are so important. Like I'm looking at their, their videos here. They've got what? 10,000 videos about like how, like build a stronger deck. <laughs> guard post connections. Like it's, it's a two minute video. It's got 10,000 views, you know, it's something people want to know, you know? And I think, you know, if I can ask you, like, what are they doing? Are they sending you these videos? Are you just seeing this come up in social media? Like, what are they doing specifically? You're like, man, this is really smart from their standpoint that they're doing. So I, I've seen it both ways. You know, we do get some videos from, okay, there's one there, how to build a pergola with outdoor accents. You know, so that's a actual builder there using their products. That's kind of one of them I refer to where, you know, they've got people in the field that are using that stuff. Now, some of it is through email marketing and things, but a lot of it, you know, I see it scrolling through LinkedIn. I see it when I'm scrolling through Facebook and some of the other stuff, you know, where just a lot of their product tutorials are coming up. And of course, I understand the SB algorithms are designed to do that, to keep you connected to the things that you've clicked on before, the things that you've spent time on. But I think they do a, a good job of really the, especially on the how-to side. Yeah, they have a ton. I mean, they do a great job at going through like the small minutia questions people have. Like if I look at this, like how to select a fastener, build a stronger deck, deck board connections, stair stringer and tread connections, guard post connections. It's like small micro little questions people have that might not get a ton of views, but certain ones like stair and stringer <laughs> like connections, 26,000 views. Now, granted, like this is for a very specific audience set, but every single manufacturer has questions like this, especially from the installer end that are really important because let's say you're even in the, in the commercial space and you don't target residential construction. It's really important for you to be educating your audience about how to install or use your product so that your product doesn't get wrecked from the spec because that installer or that pro isn't familiar with it and you don't have the content out there to support it. But I like what you're saying, Brett, is that not only are they creating that content visually and, and from a video format, but they're also putting on social media. They've got an email strategy as well to support that. And I think it's good inspiration for any manufacturer out there who's trying to find ways to not only engage and provide value, but do it in a way that people actually want it. Like it's not, it's not promo centric, it's value centric. These are really great examples. If you're thinking about your relationships with manufacturers going into 2021, and you're thinking about continuing to serve your customers and your community in a year that looks like it's going to shape up to be rather unpredictable, what would you want from a manufacturer? If you could sit down your manufacturer suppliers and say, hey, as we go into this next year, I'm really going to need you guys to give me X, Y, and Z so that I can help my customers and help my community. What would that thing be? Product? I think probably, yes, product. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. My, my yeah. job. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with everything that's going on in the industry, you know, with the, the chaos that is still ensuing because of 
you know, the high demand, the low supply. I, I think probably what we need the most from the manufacturers is we need information, but we need efficiency. We really do. I think, you know, everybody is so busy right now that, well, perfect example, you know, we talked about the trade shows and things, you know, that aren't happening which, you know, let's face it, a lot of people wouldn't have time for a trade show right now anyways because of how <laughs> crazy the market is. So, I mean, I still need that information, but I need it streamlined. I really do. So what does that look like? Like, what do you want? Like, you want an email? You want chat? Like, what, what is, you want a text message? Like, what does that look like? I think, you know, things like chat are probably very good. You know, that way I can submit what it is I need. And then hopefully I can have somebody respond back to me right there to where I can get my information where I'm not waiting or I'm not having to come back and check email later. So I think chat would be a very streamlined way to do that. Obviously phone is very simple. You can always call them. I think um, when it goes back to the, the new product launches and stuff, like I said before, I think they did a phenomenal job with that, you know, short little, um, you know, video segments, you know, they had them all scheduled, but then they're obviously you were recorded. You could go back and watch them later, but they said, okay, you know, here's going to be product launches for X, categories and this is the date of it so then you can kind of go and watch at your leisure and know, okay these are the different products are going to be coming out so i thought that was a phenomenal thing to where it was very streamlined i got the information i needed so i knew what was going to be changing on the platforms you know different categories they were going to be going into but i thought that was a, a very good way to do that you know but i think that goes hand in hand with what you're saying about streamlining communication which they're streamlining education it's on demand they're like hey here it is take it when you want it Versus like, let's schedule a time. Let's go through these things. It's just trying to put out as much information as possible to make sure that the consumer or your audience gets that information quickly. I mean, you were talking about this before we got on the show, how good of a job Milwaukee has done over the last decade at taking market share. I mean, they were really well positioned for the pandemic because of all of their digital assets and their focus on online communication right? Mm-hmm. Like you, I love your perspective because you are the target audience that a lot of manufacturers want to have. And you also sell to their target audience as well. Like you have a really unique vantage point. And so if there's like one piece of advice you would give a manufacturer heading into this year, what would you tell them? I'm going to fall back on that communication piece, you know, be very deliberate with your message you know, again, everybody is scrambling for time. Everybody is hard pressed to get a free second to do anything. It seems like people are putting out a lot of fires right now. So, you know, be efficient, be deliberate with your message. Get us the information we need. Keep it short and sweet. That's great. Brett, this has been awesome. For our listeners, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you if they want to reach out? Depends if it's complaints or if, <laughs> if no. they're in a good mood. <laughs> um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Our website is uh, thornlumber.com. My podcast is buildingthefuturepodcast.com. My email is brett at btfpodcast.com or brett at thornlumber.com. Awesome. Brett, man, thank you again for coming on the show and for our listeners. If you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.